Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. From a prophetic word, my guest began to yield more and more to God. Then she reached a boiling point when the fire of God, which felt like a thousand volts of electricity, moved throughout her entire body. This lasted for six weeks. And now, when she shares this experience, the same or even greater fire comes on many viewers. Next. Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. To our most important guest, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Without you, we're nothing. No false humility, we know that. (laughs) We know that. But with you, nothing, nothing is impossible. Haley Braun is a senior overseer for the Bethel School of Ministry. She was at a meeting just in 2019, a prophet was speaking, and he said, just out of the blue. I mean, she even snuck into the meeting late. No one knew she was there. Hey, Broad, where are you, prophet? Give us a brief history involving, uh, you wouldn't know it when you talk to her now, the fear of man. Yeah. So leading up to that moment, I had been in ministry for for nearly 10 years and um, had been serving in our school of ministry. But the further I got into ministry, the more the fear of man became prominent in my life. And um, the more the Lord would put favor on my life, the more afraid I'd become. And so I was gripped with the fear of man every time before I spoke, when I spoke, and afterwards just so tormented. That's the operative word, tormented. The enemy torments. It's not God if you're being tormented. Go ahead. That's so right. And so because of this um, operating in full-time ministry, I was just burnt out. My my body had given way. I was in full viral fatigue. I had shingles and mono at the same time. We had had really come out of the hardest season of my life, facing really tough doctor reports for some of our family members. And I had snuck into that meeting just, I'd come late. Just By By the way, what is that accent? South African. Okay, nice accent. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I'd snuck into that meeting. I remember I had a beanie on my head. My hair was not washed. I I have three children. And in that moment, Michael called my name out and he said, Haley Braun, where are you, prophet? And I remember thinking, "Uh uh-oh, come onto the stage. He says, are you willing to say things that would offend people if God is saying them? And if I'm 100% honest on the inside of me, I thought, you know what? Everything in me wants to say yes. But... With this fear of man in my life, it was like a constant tug of war to say yes to the Lord. And I remember walking on stage thinking, God, I want to say yes to you, but I actually can't. I don't know how to say yes to that. And, um, and then he said, there's a rumble inside of you that has to be released and the fear of man has to die. There are um, a lot of people with that condition, fear of man. You know, I think I thought initially it was maybe insecurity or fear of rejection, but when he called it out, the truth was all the insecurity and the fear of rejection was the fear of man in me, afraid of 
making people unhappy, trying to keep people happy and God happy at the same time. I yield to the grace on that word. And as I was yielding to the grace and I said, Lord, the miracle will be if I get off the floor and the fear of man is not in my life. Because I know that for 29 years I've been battling this thing in my own strength. I've been trying my best, but I actually can't win this one on my own. And uh, I said, so God, I yield to the word. And uh, in that moment, the Lord responded back to me and he said, Haley, well, then I'm going to need your shield. I'm going to need you to give me the shield of the fear of man. And I said, well, Lord, if I give you that then, Lord, will you be my shield? Hmm. And uh, that's when the Lord said to me, Haley, I will be your shield. And um, for the next three months, you know, you, you get off the floor in an exchange like that, hoping that you'd get off the floor feeling completely free. You know, I think a lot of us, that, that moment, we, we, we want to be free. But I knew something had changed in the moment. I knew I had received a seed. And if I could water that seed, that, that gift that God had just given me, if I could lean into that grace, that, that I knew something could happen, that God could do something. And so for the next three months, I, I spent the next three months daily saying, God, I give you my shield of the fear of you, you know, most people would have given up. They'd say, well, God said it. It didn't happen. That means it's not going to happen. Why did you hang on like that? Because I want God more than anything else. I am, um, I'm going to get emotional. I, I know in this, uh, I'm just really sensitive to the Lord. But um, I remember when I was four years old, this sounds so bizarre, but to a little four-year-old, it made sense to me. I'd heard the story of Mary. And Mary had said to the Lord that, he would carry, that she would carry Jesus the, in his, uh, at the becoming Messiah. And, um, and then this attack of the fear of man came on my life. But I, the persistence was really just God. It was to stop you from fulfilling your destiny. That was the purpose. Now, three months later, I actually have the date here, January 14th, 2020. Yes. It happened. Tell me about it. Well, three months of, of telling God I exchanged my shield. I had a, a wild day that day. It was a day full of exchanging my shield of the fear of man for God being my shield. It was literally jam-packed. I remember saying it multiple times that day. And um, I came into our room, a school of ministry room. I, I was part of our second year school of supernatural ministry leading that. And we had just seen a wild outpouring of the Holy Spirit in a, in a training, a home group leaders training. We had just had a normal training and I had prayed um, that we live before one thing, the empty cross and the empty tomb. And something exploded in that room that day. And I ran across into our main auditorium where our whole school was gathered. And I, I thought I'd make this declaration because it had something had happened. God had rested on it. And I made the declaration and honestly, nothing happened. And I was like, well, I did my best. I gave it my best shot. And um, we went into a break and our, our students were looking at different artifacts from revivals. Bill Johnson had just been in teaching about revival history. And I walked off the stage thinking I was done with my day. And all of a sudden, I just saw a picture flash before my eyes of me beginning to lay hands on our students, I actually touch them, grab them by their faces. And I knew in that instant that I couldn't resist the Lord. And so as I stepped forward to pray for the first student, just standing in the room, the power of God 
hit my body and it was like a thousand volts of electricity started flowing through my body and the fire of God began to hit my shoulders and my arms and and as I did that that same power shot through my hands and started touching people and it was like the Holy Spirit overtook me within a few minutes I, I lost all sense of where I was um, of what I was doing and about three hours later I came to I'd sweat through all of my clothing I thought only drummers could sweat through their clothing <laughs> um, but I'd sweat through all of my clothing because of the fire that was on me and um, and I had to be carried out into I had to be driven home carried out of the room and um, that lifted slightly for a couple hours until I started sharing the story again with my husband and then this went on for six weeks as the six weeks six weeks would it ebb and flow or was it just strong for six weeks Um, it would ebb and flow but I could always feel the vibration of the spirit in my in Mm -hmm. my blood and and it was like the fear of man was gone I couldn't even I couldn't even care honestly about the opinions of people in that moment because God was so present with me. You were set free. And when we return, I want to know about the lives of people that have been changed by Haley's baptism of fire from deliverance of the fear of man to genuine miracles. Be right back. Many viewers report testimonies as a result of watching It's Supernatural. I got freed from a cocaine addiction. I saw one of your shows. I prayed and was healed. I had spent millions of dollars on cocaine before I was saved, and now I have a ministry. From that one episode, my life did a complete U-turn. If you've been touched watching It's Supernatural, share your testimony at sidroth.org praise. We now return to It's Supernatural. Haley, after this baptism of fire, and that was some experience that you had, um, tell me about the release of the glory and what happened. Yeah. Well, firstly, in the midst of this encounter, I I couldn't respond or talk about what was happening. And I would have students from our school of ministry come up to me and tell me, I don't know what happened, but in this moment, the fear of man's off my life. Or in this moment, I got set free from insecurity and I couldn't even respond or tell them what was happening. And then post this encounter, as I've gone around and shared the story, um, my own mother has personally had a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're part of a Methodist church and God is moving mightily in our church because of this baptism she's received. And then just recently I was traveling in South Africa, I was visiting home and I was ministering at a church and the pastor's seven-year-old son, uh, he he walked around the room as I was praying and laying hands on people and they were falling out and obviously receiving a powerful encounter with the Lord. And this little boy, he told his dad, he said, Dad, I want to do that. I want to move like that with God. And his father, a week later, took him to a a Monday night encounter service. And his father said he felt a little tug on his jacket halfway through. And his seven-year-old said, Dad, I want to pray for the people. 
and his son started moving around the room in the same way and people started encountering God as this little seven-year-old boy started praying for people and then he started prophesying and accurately prophesying over people. Had he prophesied previously? Not like that. The father said he had never ministered like that or prophesied corporately the way that he was and um, that it's been such a marked difference in his life. And then personally, um, in my encounter, my daughter has a disability and she uh, isn't verbal. And I would lie on the floor and, and the song that we, I would sing was a song about the holiness of God. And my daughter at two and a half, who previously had not said a word before, in this encounter, she started saying the word holy and started speaking for the first time. And her first word that came out of her mouth was holy. Oh. Well, as a mother, you couldn't ask for anything better. Nothing greater. Uh, well, Haley, uh, we know many believers are crying out, God, show me your glory. God, send your fire. Yes. Is there something we can do to perhaps speed it up? That's a great question. Um, I had a throne room encounter with the Lord uh, in the middle of the San Francisco airport. I saw these golden balls filled with oil and they were tipping and pouring out and um, the Lord said to me, Haley, many are crying out for fire, but I want to send the oil. And I said, Lord, why oil? We want the fire. <laughs> and the Lord said, because I want to sustain the fire. What I want to do, there's a third great awakening coming and I want to pour out my oil on the bride. I want to prepare the bride for a sustainable fire. I'm not looking for a moment of my glory to shine, but I want a move of my glory across the globe. And um, I said, Lord, then why oil? And he said, because our church, our bride needs to be prepared. And I started looking through the scriptures about oil and the story of Esther really stood out to me. She was bathed in oil for a year and it was the removal of a previous season, the effects of the hardship of a previous season that prepared her to come before the king. And I believe that is our invitation and the oil, it's, it's not a thing. The oil is the person of the Holy Spirit who wants to come and prepare us by his, by his beauty, by His love, prepare us for an outpouring of His fire. So just, I'm kind of a, have a practical side. What can we do? It says in Revelation that the oil is the prayers of the saints. And I believe that this is a season to cast off the mundane and to cast off what we know and to lean in to the new thing that God is doing. And I believe that prayer and ministry to the heart of God is, is actually practically what we need to do. I believe that He wants us to lean into the process right now and to begin to pray. Prayer dis displays faith, faith in something greater that is to come. And I believe the Son of Man is looking for a people of faith who will take God at His word and usher in a new move. You know what? I'm reminded because uh, Haley spoke about the book of Esther. I see Esther as a type of an end time church. And you know what Esther did? She actually, the Gentile church, I see Esther as a type, even though she was Jewish, a type of the Gentile church. And you know Esther's assignment after she was bathed in that oil? Spare the Jewish people and a great revival happened in the land. Uh, Haley, uh, this is something God's telling me, and He's telling other people. He is saying 
that there is going to be such a move of the Holy Spirit among Jewish people in Israel and where they're dispersed throughout the world. And just as in the first church, it was the Jew that took the banner, the the mantle, if you will, to the non-Jew, it's going to be the Jew like one more time that is going to be on fire for Jesus. And it's the job of the Gentile church to pray for and lead that Jewish person to the Messiah. And very few Gentiles believe that that's one of your major calling, because when that Jew and that Gentile join hand in hand, there'll be a release of the glory like the world has never seen. Now, when we return, I want to release Haley to teach and impart the fire and the glory. It is totally transferable. Are you ready? I know you're ready. Be right back. We will be right back to It's Supernatural! Call now to get Haley Braun's exclusive four-part audio CD teaching set, The Wonderful Holy Spirit, Your Place of Encounter. Plus, you will receive Gene Edwards' devotional book, 100 Days in the Secret Place, Journeying Deeper into God's Presence. You can't get this anywhere else. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9834. Though I knew God my whole life, I had a six-week encounter that woke me up to the reality of the Holy Spirit's power inside of me. I learned that there is nothing we can do without God's Spirit in and upon us. You will receive Haley Braun's exclusive four-part audio CD teaching set, The Wonderful Holy Spirit, Your Place of Encounter. Through her anointed audio CD teaching series, you will learn that there is no fire without the oil of the Holy Spirit. Understand that you are a house of God and a gateway of heaven. Discover what walking with Holy Spirit fire will accomplish in your everyday life. Understand how to keep the flame of the Holy Spirit fire burning within you. Haley Braun includes a anointed prayers to remove shame, prayers for strongholds in your mind to be broken, prayers for the oil of the Holy Spirit to be poured upon you, prayer for the Holy Spirit to draw you and fill you so you will burn and yearn for God's intimacy. Plus, you will receive Gene Edwards' devotional book, 100 Days in the Secret Place, Journeying Deeper into God's Presence. This book includes the classic writings of Madame Guillaume, Francois Finalon, and Miguel de Molinos. Over the next 100 days, you will embark on a journey into the secret place by using this powerful devotional. Don't miss out on getting Haley Braun's exclusive four-part audio CD teaching set, The Wonderful Holy Spirit, Your Place of Encounter. Plus, you'll receive Gene Edwards' devotional book, 100 Days in the Secret Place, Journeying Deeper into God's Presence. You can't get this anywhere else. Holy Spirit, we invite you to do what only you can do. Come into every place inside of us and meet us here. Amen. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9834. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9834 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Well, I have 
have such a privilege today to share with you. I honestly and truthfully take this as the greatest honor to be able to share with the people of God. Those of you in the room and those of you that are watching, you're here because you're hungry. You're here because you want more of the Lord. And when I prayed about this time and I prayed about this invitation, the one thing the Lord said to me was, He said, Haley, tell my people that I am wooing them towards my heart. Tell them that I want to encounter them more than they want to encounter me. Tell them that I made a way where there was no way and I'm raising up the valleys and I'm bringing down the mountains and every hindrance that has stood before you. My son, Yeshua, Jesus has made a way. This beautiful Holy Spirit that we get to receive, you know, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, he rested upon one for an assignment and a purpose. But in Joel 2, it says that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, on men and women, on slave and on free. And this is who our King is. In Luke 11, in verse 13, you know, right before verse 13, he's talking about ask, seek, and knock. Luke's talking about a persistence, a hunger, a desire, and that hunger is here today. That hunger is inside of you. That's why you are leaning into this moment because you long for God. And verse 13 says that, I'm going to paraphrase right now, but it says that if if a, if a normal child asked their father, just a regular father, if, if he asked him for a fish, he wouldn't give him a snake. And he asked him for an egg, he wouldn't give a scorpion. And so if, if our fathers who are in the natural, in the flesh, wouldn't give us a bad thing, how much more would our heavenly father give us the Holy Spirit to those who ask? How much more would our Heavenly Father give us the gift of His Spirit to those who ask? I've seen many people who think it takes special people to receive the Holy Spirit. It takes a certain kind of gifting. You know, many of us think that we have to be unique. I used to think that I'd have to be amazing and wonderful and perfect before God would use me. I thought when I became a leader, I would have no weakness. I would just be ready in every way and no challenge. But the truth is, here I stand a leader, a lover of the Lord, and I still need Him. I still have full dependence on Him. Do you know why? Because I'm a clay jar. But you know what He does with clay jars? Not golden jars, not jars full of beautiful, ornate detail, but little clay vessels, maybe a little cracked and broken, maybe with some history, maybe with some past, maybe with some fault. What He does with those vessels who will yield to him, he'll fill them with his glory. That's what he says. And the Lord longs to reveal his glory to a broken world. Right now, you in the audience or some of you watching, maybe you don't know a God like that. Maybe you don't know God in that way. Maybe you always thought God was a father with a clipboard trying to mark whether you're good or bad, whether you got it wrong or right, some stone figure trying to figure out if you're good enough. That's not the father that I know. I used to think that that tormenting voice that I had was the father trying to fix me. No, that is the accuser of the brethren. That is the enemy. That is the devil. And he wants to tell us that we're a failure. But you know what? When the blood of Jesus comes upon us, when Jesus comes into our life, we become a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come and we become vessels to hold and host His glory. 
I know that there are people watching today. You don't know a God like that. And I want to tell you, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah, is available for you today. And I want to tell you that when he comes into your life, he changes everything. His blood doesn't just fix you up, but it washes you white as snow and you become new. It actually says that the old you becomes crucified with Christ and resurrected anew is a new life, a life lived for God, a life full of life in abundance. So if that is you today, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I come to you knowing I'm a sinner. Why don't you say that after me? I come to you knowing I'm a sinner. And I need your blood to wash me clean. Jesus, come and make me new. Come into my life as my Savior. Save me from my sin and make me new. And say with me now, Holy Spirit, I receive you. Come and baptize me afresh with your glory, with your fire. God, set me apart for such a time as this. Amen. Just as we prayed for salvation, we're going to pray for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. When I was in this encounter with God, a deep repentance came over my heart as I realized I'd been in ministry for so long. And I'd been crying out for God to fill a room and I'd forgotten that he wanted to fill me that the baptism of the Holy Spirit became a corporate experience, but he wanted it to be a personal encounter. The nearness of God so overtook me that I began to realize that I'd been relying on my own strength, thinking that God needed me to be ready or to be perfect when he, all he was looking for was a little five loaves and two fish. You know, a lot of us think that God needs this big, bold lion, yes, But he says that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell a mountain to move and cast it into the sea. This is who our king is. He takes the little we have and he multiplies it to feed thousands. It's not, it's not our gifts that transforms the world. It's not our skills. It's not our resume. It's not what we have done, but it is what he has done that will transform the world. And you know, it's so perplexing that this king of glory who wrote this story, when Jesus was crucified and resurrected, he didn't take the keys of authority that were given to him and say, cheers, guys, I'm going to go back to heaven. You know, humanity kind of failed me. They, they crucified me. They couldn't recognize me. I'm going to go back and I'm going to just wait for you guys to be done. And then we'll figure this out. No, Jesus in Matthew 28, he takes the keys of authority and he hands it back to people. This story couldn't be made up by a human because none of us would make it up. In fact, I wouldn't make it up. Do you know why I was crying out for God to fill a room? Because I think somewhere deep inside of me, I didn't know. I didn't fully believe that God would want to fully fill me. 
I think part of me was acquainted with my own weakness that I thought maybe God would want to pick someone else. So it was easier to cry out for a room than it was to believe that the fullness of God would dwell in the fullness of me. But Paul says that it isn't in our strength that God's power is made perfect, but it's in our weakness. How could God's power be more perfect? But he designed that his glorious power, his beauty and his majesty would be most perfectly displayed in our inability. You see, because God doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. He qualifies you for everything that he has called you to, for everything that is in your destiny. He qualifies you not by your own merit, but by the merit of the blood of the lamb and empowers you by the power of his spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't a thing. He's not an object. In fact, sometimes some of my greatest grief is how willing we are to do ministry without Him. How willing we are to run things without dependence on Him. And some of the greatest grief I think in heaven is that we have failed to recognize the value of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit isn't an add-on to God. He's not an extra. He's not an angel. He's not, you know, sometimes we hear the word helper and we think it's this like little meager guy running around trying to clean up the mess behind us. No, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. He is the third person of the Trinity and He deserves glory and honor and praise as does the Father and the Son. When Jesus is leaving His disciples and He's talking to them in John 16, He says, it is better that I should go. Those disciples must have thought, you have lost your mind, Lord. How is it better that Jesus Christ, could you imagine walking with Jesus? Could you imagine talking with Jesus? The miracles, the deliverance, the beauty, the glory that those disciples were experiencing. And yet Jesus says, It is better that I should go because I will send another. It is the spirit of truth. Some of us are afraid of connecting to the Holy Spirit because we think it could detract from the Father or the Son. I want to tell you the function of the Holy Spirit is to glorify the Son. The function of the Holy Spirit is to bring to remembrance the teachings of Jesus. The function of the Holy Spirit is to reveal the thoughts of the Father. This isn't a nice word. This is from the Word of God. He reveals Jesus. He glorifies Jesus. And when Jesus is glorified, all men are set free we have to have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is sensitive to our longing if he's not an object that means he has a personality it says in the word of God that we can grieve the Holy Spirit we can quench the Holy Spirit that's not something for us to be invited into fear for God doesn't want us to be afraid. No, if He's not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But just as much as God has given us a free will, we can choose to long for Him, or we can choose to turn from Him. There is no shadow of turning in the Lord. 
He stands facing us every day, smiling, welcoming us, saying, I want you. I want to go on an adventure with you. I want to co-label with you. I don't know who I am to co-label with God, but I didn't write this story. He wrote the story and he wants to have his glory in and through our lives. This isn't a message to Haley Braun. This is a message to everyone who believes. The Holy Spirit wants our invitation. The Holy Spirit wants our desire. We know we need Him. He wants to know, do we want Him? Do we want Him as He is? Do we want Him for who He is, for what He does? Because when the Holy Spirit moves, sometimes it offends us. Sometimes who God chooses offends us. I don't know if you've read the Old Testament recently or even the New, but sometimes who God picks isn't the person that I would pick. I look through and I'm like, God, that person? But he is no respecter of person. And he doesn't look at man's outward appearance. He looks at man's heart. And so here as a body of believers, will we long for him? I used to think I I didn't need an encounter because God would do what God wanted to do. But what I forgot was he was a God of intimacy. He was a God of relationship. He didn't want to control me. He didn't want to manage me. No, he wanted me to willingly offer myself as a living sacrifice, a living sacrifice. He didn't want me once I moved to glory. No, he wants me now with flesh and bone. He's looking for a living sacrifice. And you might not know who who you are in the grand scheme of things, and maybe our names will never be written in history books. I don't really mind if my name's in a history book or written in lights, or if I'm hidden in a closet crying out for more. What I do know is I want my name to be written in the book of life. I want my name to be written in the Lamb's book of life, and I want my life to have marked eternity. I want my life to be one that was fixed on God in such a way that the generations that follow me will not have to fight the same battles that we have to fight. That there'll be such a glory on this season that this next generation will come in and know the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want to pray. In this encounter that I had, the Lord said to me, Haley, make sure you are not asleep in an awakening. Right after my encounter, we went into the pandemic and all, all of the things ensued. We all know what happened. And I was, I was looking around saying, God, what's happening? And he said, Haley, whatever you do, just make sure you're not asleep in an awakening. And it was that moment where he said, forget what's going on around you. Don't be lensed by the world. Don't be lensed by what's going on. Don't be lensed by darkness, but be lensed by the glory that I have poured out. Keep your eyes vigilant, Haley Braun. Keep your eyes set on me, for you have tasted and you have seen. And this is what the Lord is saying. And so we say, Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God. We invite you. We come before your throne, Lord. And Lord, we come boldly, not because of our own merit, but because what you have done, Christ Jesus, what you have done, the price that you have paid, the blood that you shed, God, you willingly laid down your life, God. Nobody took the life of Jesus. He laid it down. 
because he desired that we would live in communion and union with the Lord for all of our days. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would open our eyes to see. I pray for a Psalm 24 moment. Lift up your head, O you gates, and let the King of glory come in. Holy Spirit, I pray that your fire would come to cleanse and to purify. You say that those who ascend the hill of the Lord are those who have clean hands and a pure heart. God, I thank you that you're not looking for a perfect person. You are looking for a pure heart. Oh, I defy the lie of the enemy that we have to be perfect before we come. And I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And Lord, we come, God, purify our hearts, purify our hands, that we might ascend the beauty of the hill of the Lord of Mount Zion, the mountain of praise, and the myriad of angels that you say are joined on Mount Zion in Hebrews 12, and to the precious blood that was spilled that prophesies a better word, that prophesies the Spirit of God and His glory. And so we say, come, come Holy Spirit. Oh, come. We long, we long for an outpouring of your beauty, of your holiness. God, would you make us holy like you are holy? Be our friend, Holy Spirit. But first, would you be our Lord? God, give us hearts of obedience, God. Not simply of sacrifice, Lord, where we recognize what we're laying down, but hearts of obedience where we're single focused, saying yes to one thing. That God, you would have your glory. Glorious King, make yourself known here today. Just put your hands out in front of you right now. Glorious King, be known in this place. Fire of the living God, would you begin to fall even as we continue to minister? Holy Spirit, I thank you that you will reveal the thoughts of the Father today, that you are the spirit of adoption, that you are the river of living water. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of prophecy. Holy Spirit, you are the mighty power that heals the sick, that raises the dead. That is you. I pray Ephesians 1, 19 and 20, that you would come into the knowledge of your glorious inheritance, the inheritance of the believers, which is incomparably great power. God, we don't want a doctrine of words, God, but we want a demonstration of your kingdom. We want to demonstrate your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. We want to demonstrate your kingdom for your glory. Just say with me, Jesus, have your glory. Have your glory. God, if this is the place that you call your resting place, if you call us your dwelling place, then God, we say, find a home here. God, I pray that we would be like the people of Bethany. Jesus, that you visited every day before your death. You found a resting place in Bethany, God, because you found friends. God, I pray that you would find friends here. 
God, that those watching online right now, God, I've seen you move so powerfully online. I've seen you heal the sick. I've seen you cast out demons. I've seen people baptized in the Holy Spirit through a screen, God. I know that there is no limitation. God, will you make friends here in this room today? Will you find a resting place there at home today, God? Would your Holy Spirit come and anoint us and baptize us afresh? We declare full dependence on you, Holy Spirit. Call now to get Haley Braun's exclusive four-part audio CD teaching set, The Wonderful Holy Spirit, Your Place of Encounter. Plus, you will receive Gene Edwards' devotional book, 100 Days in the Secret Place, Journeying Deeper into God's Presence. You can't get this anywhere else. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9834. Though I knew God my whole life, I had a six-week encounter that woke me up to the reality of the Holy Spirit's power inside of me. I learned that there is nothing we can do without God's Spirit in and upon us. You will receive Haley Braun's exclusive four-part audio CD teaching set, The Wonderful Holy Spirit, Your Place of Encounter. Through her anointed audio CD teaching series, you will learn that there is no fire without the oil of the Holy Spirit. Understand that you are a house of God and a gateway of heaven. Discover what walking with Holy Spirit fire will accomplish in your everyday life. Understand how to keep the flame of the Holy Spirit fire burning within you. Haley Braun includes a anointed prayers to remove shame, prayers for strongholds in your mind to be broken, prayers for the oil of the Holy Spirit to be poured upon you, prayer for the Holy Spirit to draw you and fill you so you will burn and yearn for God's intimacy. Plus, you will receive Gene Edwards' devotional book, 100 Days in the Secret Place, Journeying Deeper into God's Presence. This book includes the classic writings of Madame Guillaume, Francois Finalon, and Miguel de Molinos. Over the next 100 days, you will embark on a journey into the secret place by using this powerful devotional. Don't miss out on getting Haley Braun's exclusive four-part audio CD teaching set, The Wonderful Holy Spirit, Your Place of Encounter. Plus, you will receive Gene Edwards' devotional book, 100 Days in the Secret Place, Journeying Deeper into God's Presence. You can't get this anywhere else. Holy Spirit, we invite you to do what only you can do. Come into every place inside of us and meet us here. Amen. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9834. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9834 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today.